0: Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 10th of August 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. On Sunday the 31st of July, around 1.5 million people took the public personnel placement exam, best known as KPSS, which the government uses as an assessment tool for appointing new civil servants to public institutions. However, Some people reported that around 20 of the exam questions were the same ones that appeared on the study videos and the preparation exams of the Yedi Iklam Publishing House. Some people alleged that the public body that oversees large-scale examinations, the Assessment, Selection, and Placement Center, best known as Osium, leaked the questions to the publishing house. However, the head of the Osium denied these claims, calling them baseless. Later, on Wednesday the 3rd, the president dismissed the head of the OSEUM from his position and authorized the State Supervisory Council to investigate the matter. The council filed a criminal complaint the same day. On Thursday the 4th, the president appointed a new head to the OSEUM, who proceeded to cancel the KPSS exam. They will hold a new exam in the upcoming days. Following the allegations, many people recalled that the Gulen Organization— which the executive holds responsible for the 2016 coup attempt and deems a terrorist organization, had been involved in a similar situation back in the 2010s. Ali Demir, the former head of the OSEAM, allegedly hired members of the Gulen organization to leak the KPSS questions. The organization had given the questions to their members and placed them in senior positions in public institutions. Last year, Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, Darlu, the head of the main opposition, the Republican People's Party, or CHP, launched a campaign to make amends with people who had been wronged by the Justice and Development Administration. On Thursday the 4th, as a part of this campaign, Kılıçdaroğlu Darlu visited the families of the Robiski massacre victims. Back in 2011, the Turkish Armed Forces killed 34 civilians in an airstrike in the Roboski village in the city of Şırnak. The executive said that the victims were a group of Turkish Kurd smugglers carrying oil, fuel, and cigarettes from Iraq to Turkey. After the attack, the Turkish general staff announced that they had made a mistake and that these people were actually civilians. The military prosecutor's office dismissed the case as, quote, involuntary manslaughter, saying that the people who carried out the attack were just following orders. The families have been seeking justice ever since. On Friday the 5th, President Erdogan met with Vladimir Putin. After a four-hour meeting, the two presidents agreed to boost their cooperation in the energy and trade sector and help strengthen each other's economies. In a joint statement, they stressed the importance of the Istanbul Agreement that Turkey mediated between Russia, Ukraine, and the United Nations to secure the grain export from war-torn Ukraine's ports. They also agreed to make part of the payments for Russian gas in Russian rubles. According to an article in the Financial Times, the West might impose sanctions on Turkey for its cooperation with Russia. Another article on the Washington Post claimed that Russia asked for Turkey's help in bypassing the sanctions the West imposed on Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. Speaking of the Russian president, recall that last week a group of Fenerbahce fans chanted Vladimir Putin from the stands at a football match between Fenerbahce and Dynamo Kiev. On Friday, the fifth, the UEFA fined the Fenerbahçe football club around fifty thousand U.S. dollars and ordered a partial closure of the Fenerbahçe's stadium as punishment. Last month, the rector of the Middle East Technical University, or ODTU, announced in an email that the students couldn't hold their graduation ceremony at the Devrim Stadium, which is the school's traditional graduation location. He added that every faculty would hold their own separate ceremonies at their own premises on the campus. The rector's office said that since some students were planning to turn the ceremony into a protest, safety concerns had arose. Still, many people think that the authorities are trying to prevent the students from protesting. The Ode II hasn't had a ceremony at the Devrim Stadium since 2019 because of the pandemic. Back in 2019, the students held banners that celebrated the electoral win of Ekrem Imamalu, the mayor of Istanbul, and an opposition figure. As a graduation tradition, the OTU graduates carry banners that address corruption and social issues in the country. Some say that the government felt threatened by the large group of students and that they didn't want the opposition to take advantage of this and stage a rally. Many opposition figures, including Kemal Khalid criticized the rector's decision, and called it an act of oppression. Despite the ban, students planned a second graduation ceremony at the stadium. The rector's office eventually acknowledged the ceremony. However, the rector announced that the graduates could only bring their first-degree family members, which Khalid Starolu claimed was to prevent him from attending the ceremony. Back in 2017, Merson University Management published a student, Ilknur Uyan, with a disciplinary penalty and a one-month suspension for, quote, using remarks that damaged the rector's reputation in a press statement. In her statement, she called the rector a trustee because President Erdogan had appointed him, even though he came in third in the rector elections at the university. She tried to bring the university's decision to trial, but the administrative court and the Court of Appeals dismissed her application. She then took the case to the Constitutional Court. On Thursday the 4th, the court ruled that the university was punishing her for practicing her freedom of speech and that it had also violated her right to education. The court also ordered the university to pay her 13,000 liras, around 700 U.S. dollars, in compensation. Also on Thursday the 4th, a fire broke out on the roof of the historic Balikli Room Hospital in the Zeytinburnu District of Istanbul. The mayor of Zetin burnu said that no one was injured and that they relocated the patients to different hospitals in the area. He also added that, even though the roof had burned down completely, the building didn't suffer any other major damage. The chief public prosecutor launched an investigation to find out the cause of the fire. In other news, on Monday the 8th, President Erdogan visited the Husseini Ghazi Jemevi, an Alevi place of worship, and attended a Muharram Iftar which is the evening meal that the Alevis end their Muharram fasts with. This was the first time he has visited a Jamevi since he took office as the president. The visit came after recent attacks on Jamevis in Ankara. However, many Alevi organizations didn't think that his visit was well-intentioned. Many criticized Erdogan for not making a public statement against the attacks, and claimed that his visit had an electoral agenda. The head of the Federation of Alevi Foundations also pointed out that the Jemevi had to remove the portraits of significant figures in the Alevi history and Turkey's founder Ataturk from the wall behind Erdogan's seat before the dinner. He believed that it was because the president didn't want to be photographed with the portraits of figures that weren't a part of his religious beliefs. The head of the Federation said that this act showed how prejudiced the president was about the Alevi community. Speaking of Muharram, this is the first month of the Islamic calendar. However, we shouldn't associate it with the typical New Year celebrations. This month is a time of mourning for Muslims. They mourn the martyrdom of the Prophet Muhammad's grandson, Imam Hussein, and his family and followers. The caliph, the religious leader of Muslims, first deprived Hussein and his followers of water and later killed them to prevent Hussein's ascension to Islamic leadership. Many Alevis fast during the first ten days of Muharram to commemorate their deaths. The fast ends on the day of Ashura, which is the tenth day of the month. On this day, many people prepare Noah's pudding or Ashure, a sweet pudding made with various grains, fruits, and nuts. Families then hand them out to their neighbors, friends, and the poor. Although the pudding is typically a seasonal dessert, some historical eateries sell the pudding year-round. It is one of the most popular vegan desserts in Turkey. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. So you've been listening to our updates and you still haven't recommended us to your friends? How do you sleep at night? Say hi at turkey at or message us on Instagram or Twitter at RorschachTurkey.